Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Zoe Deutsch on her new film, Flower, and some Oscar reflections from yours truly. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Flying solo for this intro this week. Sammy is sadly otherwise occupied, but I'm happy to be here and I'm happy that you guys are listening into the podcast. Uh, As I said, the main guest today, the only guest today, uh, Zoe Deutsch. Uh, We'll get to her in a second. One of my favorites. So thrilled to have her on the show this week. Uh, But first, we should talk a little bit about the Oscars, shouldn't we? Kind of like a a last, like a, a bow on the Oscar season, the awards season. We've covered it so much on Happy Second Fuse, had so many of the great uh, nominees, the actors, the filmmakers involved. So it feels fitting to have some final thoughts. Uh, I got a chance to uh, cover the Oscars, my 10th consecutive year uh, being at the Academy Awards, which is just bonkers to think of. Uh, but it was a little bit of a different one for me this year and in some exciting ways. Um, I, you know, my, my day job, of course, is with MTV, and I know and love MTV, and they've treated me great. This year, the folks at E! invited me to be a part of their Oscars coverage, uh, so I was able to work that out. And that was, that was a lot of fun to be with. Um, you know, nobody lives and dies by the red carpet and that kind of coverage more than E! And kind of fascinating to see sort of how they do their thing. They, uh, they know how to put on a red carpet. Show I will say that they are uh, uh, quite a crew, and it was it was honestly a real pleasure to work with with that group. Uh, I spent most of my time uh, working with the great Kristen DeSantos, who I've always been a fan of. She, of course, is most well known for her TV coverage over the years, but also certainly knows her movie stuff to say the least. Um, and I was so thrilled to kind of spend most of uh, my kind of two days working uh, over over there with her. Uh, we were up bright and early. Sunday morning on the carpet by I think like 8.30 a.m. And we were just, you know, E does like this, like they call it the countdown show. So it was just, you know, frankly, just filling tons of time and feeding the beast of Oscars coverage because, you know, some people like to watch it all day long. And we kind of uh, filled people in with our commentary and predictions and all that kind of fun stuff. Then the big behemoth, the live red carpet show. So I was with uh, uh, Kristen again and Juliana, and that was awesome. And we were perched over at the Roosevelt Hotel. Uh, it was quite a scene over there and uh, got to sort of talk through some of, again, some of the categories, uh, talk through some of the arrivals, toss it over to Ryan Seacrest and back and forth. And it was, like I said, it was, it was, it was a new, exciting thing uh, for me. And it's fun to kind of mix it up a little bit. And, and you know, of course, I love talking to the talent myself and doing the interviews myself. And I'm sure I'll be doing that again in, in future carpets and events. But um, this, was, this was a cool change of pace and, and fun to be with that crew. As for the show itself, um, I just I just caught up with it literally like I mean I kind of half watched it that night. I was at a party and got a chance to sort of watch it. But in that environment, it's tough to kind of like get it all. But um, you know, for the most part, I was I was pretty happy with the show. Obviously, it's crazy long. It's just the nature of it. But without wholesale changes. It's always going to be three and a half, four hours, guys. I'm sorry. That's just what it is. And, uh, you know, if you can take like 10 hours of Super Bowl coverage, you can take 10 hours of Oscars coverage. That's that's what I say. Um, And, you know, while there weren't too many surprises, I was happy uh, for the most part that films that I enjoyed were recognized. Uh, I was thrilled beyond belief for Sam Rockwell, um, one of my favorite human beings. He's done so many 
so many great roles and he's fantastic in three billboards and um you know i've just he's been on the podcast of course but he's also done some of my favorite sketches over the years and he's just a a good decent guy not to mention one of our best actors francis mcdormand also of course acknowledged allison janney while i kind of wasn't my favorite film of the year i can't deny her performance and margot's performance uh, in it so i was thrilled to see uh, her deliver uh, that speech um you know and it was just and gary oldman of course gary oldman who's like a, a living legend that I've, I've grown up just admiring so much so and i was actually a big fan of, of darkest hour i know it's kind of like more of the tried and true oscar thing but um it's a good movie it's a really well done movie and he's he's fantastic in it uh and then of course guillermo shape of water um my gosh i mean just you know i've loved guillermo for years but like to see like everybody embrace him like it's like I, I guess I, 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 I mean, I knew going into the season that he was beloved by the industry, but um, it was clear once kind of the awards conversation started and all these precursor award shows uh, began that I was certainly not alone, that everybody feels the same way about Guillermo and, um, you know, as much for this film, but as for his body of work and what he stands for in the industry. He's just, you know, he's like a Scorsese. He just, he embodies film love he lives and breathes this stuff so to see uh that film and him in particular acknowledged i was totally cool with that so uh that's the oscars 2018 oscars put to bed onward and upward uh we'll see what's to come this year i have no predictions far too early but i'm excited to see what's to come um and uh and yeah so anyway a a fun fun oscar season and i hope you guys have enjoyed uh going along uh with me for that ride as for the episode today, let's talk a little Zoe Deutsch. Zoe Deutsch, who has been on the podcast before, but for a very all-too-brief conversation, uh, I think it was two years ago at Sundance, and Zoe uh, is uh, is great. I mean, I, I've known Zoe for a while. Uh, primarily, we got to know each other through uh, Vampire Academy when she uh, she was in that uh, that film that was, you know, hoping to start a franchise that obviously didn't come to pass, but... Um, I don't know. Zoe's just like a kindred spirit. I, I really like her, 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 you know, intelligence and, and vibe and self-deprecating humor and talent. And uh, we've always just gotten along famously. Uh, so it, this was this took too long to actually bring her into the office for a long conversation. But I, I'm glad we got uh, we got there. Her new film is called Flower. We should mention that. It's directed by Max Winkler. Uh, It comes out March 16th uh, in theaters, I believe also probably on iTunes and VOD and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, A really, it's kind of like a dramedy and a great role for uh, Zoe. Uh, Zoe, as you've never seen her before. Um, Of course, if you don't know Zoe from Vampire Academy or this upcoming film, you might have seen her in Everybody Wants Some. Um, She was in Before I Fall. She's, She's one of these actors that's like, always great and and of course why him uh last year uh, opposite um james franco um i expect bigger and better and greater things from zoe um she's uh she's very talented and has a bright future ahead of her um so check out flower coming soon to a theater or tv screen near you um and enjoy this conversation with zoe and you know what i'm gonna say before i i hand it off to this conversation review rate and subscribe please I met a bunch of uh, fans of the podcast while I was out in L.A. for the Oscars. So, so thank you for all the love uh, there. And uh, thank you in advance for your love uh, via subscribing and reviewing and rating the podcast. Uh, it means a lot to me, and it means a lot to future listeners of Happy, Sad, Confused, because that's how they're going to find the show, thanks to your love and attention. And now, 
Zoe Deutsch. Here we go. Okay. This has been a long time coming. The me, full-on podcast treatment. Verse you, finally. Yes. This is like <laughs> Frazier Ali. Um, what are the other uh, famous matches? I don't know. I'm not, I got I'm not nothing. Saying ben. I got I nothing. Got nothing. Uh, Zoe Deutsch is in my office. Welcome, Zoe. Hi. Good to see you, buddy. Really good to see you. Um, it's been too long. Another, probably about a year. We had we had a mini podcast episode. It wasn't really it wasn't worthy of our uh, two talents in no, the Sundowns. Everybody was fighting to pull us apart, and we tried our best, but it, it was it was tough. No, no one wanted us to. Have have our moment. They were denying us what we need. Yeah, which is the world needs. This gosh (laughs) a totally natural conversation that becomes public. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I like all of my personal conversations. They just go public. Um how you doing, dude? Welcome to New York. Thank you. Thank you. You were just saying you're 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 not a cold weather person. No, but I'm a beverage person. Look what I just did. You got whoa, you got okay. What no? Okay, Zoe's taking out. She has three beverages so far. Is there more? I don't know. I'm a purse is huge. It could be. I'm going to figure it out later. <laughs> what is wrong with you? And I, I mean know. that with love. But what is wrong with you? A lot. A lot. We don't have enough time but to talk about all that. But the weirdest thing is that I, I chose the one apple juice without the straw. But maybe it was because I wanted to challenge myself. That's like, okay, again, this is, you look like you should be like an eight-year-old child. Like, why do you have like, you have like juice boxes? Yeah. And I'm also like trying really hard to not look like an eight-year-old child with my white. I'm wearing like a very white, uh, crisp white uh, button-up, like a like I'm playing a like I'm on Law and Order or something, and uh, and it's not the real me. So I'm having an identity crisis here right now. Josh just in. it's all good. Yeah, you've got your latte, your apple juice, and your organic milk, mm-hmm. vanilla well, milk. So LA. I, well, you and, know. And we should say you're in. It's can you feel the energy in the air? It's Fashion Week. Oh, boy, oh, boy, can you? I, I live for this. I, this is what I... You and is, I both. Well, <laughs> maybe you a little more, hopefully. Hopefully you get something more <laughs> out of it than I do. Um, what's what's the dream? Have you done any Fashion Week events yet since you've been in New York? Uh I went to Tori Birch's show. She is, um, I did like, a, she had a campaign called Embrace Ambition. And mm-hmm. so I met her through that and I've been, uh, become buddies with her and she's been become buddies. Done, 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 hey, that'll be all today, folks. No, no. Uh, and, uh. So I it came out to support and it was beautiful and I almost I almost got kicked out because they're you know these shows are they they they're so extravagant and they're so beautiful but they had these all these gorgeous flowers and at the very end I thought I could pick a few to take back it was not a what? no I don't know because you know like when you go to benef- <laughs> no you know when you go to benefits and there's all the bouquets right and you go oh, oh. No, that can, I can. Cut to like Anna Winter looking at me like with daggers, but um, it's fine. It's okay. I'm sh- I'm never invited back to Fashion Week you again. Invite Zoe to your your event at your own peril. She will take anything that's not bolted down. Yeah, including apple juice or vanilla milk. Don't get ideas from my. my yeah, did you steal those? Wait, no, did you I, actually pay for those? Yes, I think I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> No. Follow that woman in the, the pressed white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to do a podcast. It would be so sad if I was stealing vanilla milk. <laughs> <laughs> just if that was my one thing, just like solely vanilla you milk. You need a little darkness. I, I feel like that would give you some cred on the maybe, streets. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to open it up to the people. What's the what's the dream? Because I always love like watching like the, the fashion week of like, the, you know, the front rows and you see like this kind of like interesting, different kind of array of people. Who do you want to be seated next to? Is it like, do you want Anna on one side and Kanye West on the other? Like what's. I, I think I had spontaneously combust <laughs> with, out of fear. 
I don't, I, no, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I have no clue. What about you? What's, well, what's the etiquette? Do, do you guys talk when like, the, no, the you don't talk, show? you don't breathe. It's really scary and you're not even doing anything. You're just sitting there. You just, it's a, it's scary. And it's also, you, it, it's, it, it's interesting. It's, it's a, a, you can tell how much work goes into a very short amount of time. Right. It's quick. It's like five minutes and then you're gone. You're like, wow, that is, and you, and I think making a movie is tricky in that way that you pour your heart and soul into it and then you make it and it's over. Right. But then something least, like this, it's even more fleeting. Totally. So, okay. So we're uh, in between projects, which I assume you are because you, you have some time now to promote flower, which we're going to get to and enjoy some, some fun stuff like the Tory Burt show, et cetera. Um, are you like, are you the kind of person that needs like activity? Are you good with downtime? Am I good with down? Mm, no, no, no. I have not. I do, I have not learned how to enjoy my life yet because <laughs> I don't. I I am one of those. I'm just annoying. I when I'm working, I'm like, well, it wouldn't it be so nice if I had time off? And then when I have time off, I'm like, get off! I gotta go back to work. <laughs> what about you? Um, I like to be busy. I'm only good when I'm busy. I don't know. I, I need like to juggle four things at once. So I'm actually, you're seeing me at a good point because right now I have too much going on. Right, right. That's good. That's and you're, you're about getting... to go shoot a skit but that's right good. now. But it's good. At I, the same time. Somehow I'm more, I'm more <laughs> focused on you than if I had nothing else the rest of the day. Yeah, I kind of, I have a similar thing, I think. But the truth is I don't know myself at all. I can't even speak about it. I realized I'm like, I don't even know me. She's a work in progress. I'm, thank you. That's yeah. exactly what she is. That's okay. I'm done pretending like I know me. I and, don't and know I, me. I think I would encourage you also to speak about yourself in the third person. She, yeah, she, she Zoe is, <laughs> uh, she's figuring it out. Again, I think for the street cred, you as a as a milk stealing <laughs> third person talking person uh-huh. could make you like the bad girl of cinema mm-hmm. in 2018. Right. You are a bad influence. No, I'm just trying to diversify. People know that you're too nice. We need uh, you to be a little. Okay. I like this. You're helping me out. You're letting me know what the industry, the inside industry is really <laughs> talking about. I just don't about. want you to pitch and hold. I know I there's know. more to you. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. So since we have some time to chat uh, for this exhaustive um uh, podcast. Let's let's <laughs> let's talk about. Don't talk about my friend that way. I love your podcast. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, background, growing up, etc. Yeah. Um, okay. So so growing up, uh, you come from an impressive lineage, to say the least. Of course, <laughs> you, as you walked into my office, I, I was embarrassed beyond belief because you pointed out that what, what's the poster I have right behind me? <laughs> it's a Back to the Future poster. Who's in Back to the Future again? Uh, my mother, Leah Thompson. That's right. That's yeah. right. I'm a little mortified. But she birthed me she did she birthed me that happened before you were around hey can i tell you something crazy about birth sure <laughs> <laughs> actually it's a really long one but no i want to know now no i mean it's a long one but ugh, where do i start <laughs> one thing i learned about births my birth um is that it was crazy because guess what i watched it I'm not like, no, not like one of those people. I'm li- not like, like <laughs> I was there. Were you on ayahuasca? Were you like, what's going on? <laughs> I accidentally stumbled upon the video. A, the, vi- the video. The video. <laughs> the video. <laughs> she, she broke into a closet and then. And it was like a, I hate to say that my, I hate to relate my birth to a car crash, but it was like a car, watching a car crash. I couldn't look away. I was like, no fucking, sorry, can I curse? Yes, okay. of course. No fucking way. I. <laughs> I am an alien creature coming out of a body, <laughs> and it was very confusing for me. But that's amazing. That's actually, yeah, that's a mind bender. Yes, 
Yes. That's psychiatric bills. Are, those are going to pile up, if not now, at, at some point. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think I could need more therapy. So, so You want to know something funny about my therapist? Yes. I need a therapist for my therapist. I've never met my therapist. Huh? Yeah. What do you do by Skype? What's going this on? This milk is making me act a little funky. <laughs> is that milk? I'm acting a little <laughs> weird today. I think it's the combo of milk and apple juice and lattes. That's yeah. not supposed to happen. No, 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 no. Wait, so what is it? What? I've never met my therapist. I talked to her on the phone and I have, I, I've, I, she's asked if we wanted to FaceTime and it's been too hard for me because I just, I've built her up and I can't, I can't know who she really is. Yeah. 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 So anyway, no, 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 any no, anyway. no, we're not listening? done. We're not done with that. <laughs> Just getting started on that. How does that happen? How do you? Is there like a like a one eight hundred therapy and you just press six for the therapy therapist mm-hmm. you need? Mm-hmm. Huh. No, she's a therapist. She's real. She's she's good. No, she's definitely. You can tell I'm doing well. So she's <laughs> doing her job. I'd hate to see if you weren't doing well. She's doing a mighty fine job at her job. Question mark. Do you have a therapist? Not anymore. It's been a while. I'm, yeah. just, I'm fixed. You're fixed. Yeah. This is this is fixed, Josh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the sad That's part. So cool. <laughs> I want to get. I want to get fixed. This is what it looks like when you're totally everything solved. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I love it. Yeah. You might need. I think I'm going to need a little bit more time than you. <laughs> needed. Not at all. So, yeah, do you think you came out of the womb? Well, now you know because you saw the video. Right. Uh, I was there. Ne- <laughs> neurotic uh, with phobias with uh, because I feel like that that was that's part of the basis of why I feel kinship with you. Which is Judaism. That, there's that. <laughs> I wasn't bar mitzvah, by the way. I'm the only. I know we don't want we don't want to talk about that because because it, it makes me I don't know. It's like it's like. Looking at my, I don't know. It's hard for me to accept, but it's okay. I still love you for who you are. Oh, that's what you were saying. I didn't know what you were getting at. You were like <laughs> holding it against me. <laughs> well, I'm not a man yet. One day, hopefully. Right, right. And if I need some gifts or something, yeah. I'm going to suddenly discover Judaism and be like, you know what, guys? I think it's time. And because you're over 21, your bar mitzvah will be, will be more bar than mitzvah. <laughs> Okay, help. Did but you, it was have, pretty quick. Did you have a th- It was good. I liked it. Did you have a theme to your bar mitzvah? Winter Wonderland. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> and it, it, the the thing the there okay I'll I'll be real and I'll I, there there was something really beautiful about having a bat mitzvah. I'm really glad that I did it. It was sort of it, 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 I like the idea. I'm not super religious, but I like tradition. I like culture. I like um, yeah. It, it was it was a neat experience, and to be given the responsibility of you know. Having to say words that I didn't understand in front of an audience was a, an honor. It's but, like filmmaking. Yes, <laughs> but it, it made me, at the young age of thirteen, not ever want to have a wedding because it's so crazy. Those things are crazy, and the outfits, and the things, and the photos, and the speeches, and you're just like. I feel like you got into the wrong industry then, because isn't your industry partially based on like pomp and circumstance yeah. and crazy? No, it's true, and that's also something I I I. I I have recognized whenever I sort of like think about the idea of ever having a big party. I'm like, no, because I know that it's not yeah. fun yeah. <laughs> to get all gussied up and like, I don't know. Well, your your understanding of the industry and environments like like parties and also more importantly, film sets must have been influenced from virtually from your first memories. Yeah. Like, like were you on film sets when you were a toddler? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think probably when I met you, when I met you, I was, I was deep in the throes of the like stock answer. I had such a normal childhood thing. And, and it, and it was mostly because I 
I didn't want to accept the fact that it, it it's okay that my it's just you, it, there's no reason I just have to yeah, accept to my truth. Apologize for it. So we all have a funky weird childhoods. You're just having your stories are probably sound a little more interesting than others. Maybe. Yeah, and I I think I didn't have the the. Mm, I guess it's anyway. Yes, I did have a. I totally grew up. I mean, my first words were. I think my first word was um, "gippic," which was lipstick and a makeup trailer. So there you go. Uh, I think. I mean, I grew up with on on my first steps, my first words. Yeah. Because um, you're. I'm just trying to do the math. Um, like your mom was probably doing Caroline in the city by the time you were. Like, my mom was pregnant. Around the yeah, bit. yeah. So she would, and I still like if I'm auditioning on the CBS Radford lot, which is where she shot it in L.A. I'm walking on the lot, a, a, you know, a grip will come up and be like, I remember what in between things when your mom was breastfeeding you. And I was like, Oh God, it's fucking crazy. But, um, but yeah. Did, did you, what was your take on like when you saw your mom, especially because, you know, since she was in front of the camera, she was obviously noticed even more than your dad, um, be recognized by people when you, cause when you're a kid, you want that, all that attention from your parent. Yeah. Were you cool with sort of like sharing your mom with others? Did you find that weird or off putting or was it cool to see your mom was being celebrated by random strangers? That's an interesting question. Um, I don't think I understood it until I got a little older. Um, maybe, you know, when I was 12 or so. And I remember feeling frustrated because my mom is the most powerful, smart, uh, interesting woman I know. And I would watch her sort of just let people say things to her that were either rude or, um, get in her space or not really understand boundaries. And that, that just comes with the territory of being, I guess, a public figure, but yeah you know, people would, and it, it's an interesting, I just found myself being very defensive and being very protective because she, naturally she's my mother. Sure. So are you talking about like, even like well-meaning people yeah, on the you street know, that, that I'm just sure they are do overstepping get and, and just sort of like, because there's a level, level of familiarity, they feel, they feel like they can hug you yes. or that kind of a thing. Or like a backhanded compliment or something where they think that they're giving, a, and it's so interesting. I mean, I, 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 I yeah, they just don't. I'm sure I do it all the time too, it, but it, it was, it was a, a well, tricky for a kid. It's hard to wrap your brain around. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. So, um, from what age were you starting to, to vocalize an interest in, in acting and, uh, and how serious did it become at what point? Um, pretty young, pretty, my mom always says, cause she was pregnant with me when she did this movie called the will of their own. So she says claims that's my first movie. And I'm like, great. Thank you for helping the narrative. Take it up with IMDb. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I started like just asking to be in class and shit. I'm going to take these giant ass earrings off. <laughs> um, for everyone listening, I, uh, if you're still listening, is anyone out there? They I'm wearing, know what happens if another beverage will be found. They're staying tuned. So yeah, I know. <gasps> I know. I have uh, not only like one hoop, giant hoop, there's like seven hoops within the hoops it's of my ears. It's Fashion Week. It's Fashion Week. <laughs> you got a lot of hats. Um, no, I, 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 I um, always wanted to act and I took classes and I took improv and I did all that and I went to an arts high school and my, I um, am grateful to my folks for sort of making me wait until, you know, the until it made a little bit more sense when I was 15 or 16. And then I'm also really grateful to my folks that I, that I have this awesome 
creative resource that I can come to them and with questions creatively, business, whatever it is, I actually have, um, uh, yeah, pretty good really, resource at home. It's really them. great. It's really such a gift. So, so you see, you see my childhood mind burst out on the walls here. What was your, what were you into as a kid? Uh, give me a sense of 12 year old Zoe. What were the first films you knew by heart? What were you obsessed with? <laughs> what were the posters on your wall? Oh uh, God. Um, well, it's just tricky because I personally think Anchorman is the most important movie of my life. There, that's pretty okay with me. Yeah. And most people I would say. Yeah. I think it's a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. And I think it um, changed my life. <laughs> Anchorman and Catherine Hepburn. You know what I mean? Just the, <laughs> the two pillars yeah, of cinema. They're very similar yeah. when you really break it down. <laughs> um, I, um, uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are the two. So uh, was there, you talk about like waiting until you were 15 or 16, partially because of your parents, but like, was there like kind of like a, like a, do you remember like definitive discussions? Like this is great and it's fun for now. If you're still into it at such and such age, then we'll let you start to go on auditions. Was that something discussed or was it? No, I don't remember that. I remember being, getting in a lot of trouble and doing bad things right before I started acting. And I think it was, I needed something to focus my energy and and like have purposive behavior and do something channel the the crazy energy into yeah i think i was going a different direction and i think okay let's go the dark i think beyond just stealing horns of milk yeah yeah well that's when it all started (laughs) it all started it's a relapse your roots yeah it's a relapse over here mtv um yeah i think that i think i was i was moving in a, in a, and I, yeah, I think, and I, and I, and I, it, I, I had a funny thing that recently happened to me. I was shooting here in New York for a couple months and I was walking through Washington Square Park uh, and everyone from NYU was in their cap and gowns. They were all taking all their graduation photos and I had this weird in, uh, my uh, in, 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 involuntary reaction, I just started crying, and I realized I, it, I realized that the choice that I made, the sacrifice that I made to to start working when I did, and to um, uh, and to not go to college and whatever um, was totally my decision. Was a hundred percent my decision. I couldn't blame it on anyone else. It's like you know, obviously, it's like it's. It, being an adult, but, um, I never realized that I was sad about that or that I, I felt like I missed out on that cap and gown and that experience. But I didn't think that it mattered to me until I saw all these people around me and it was very interesting. And, and, and I, and, um, I recognized the privilege that I had of a choice that I was so lucky that I had a choice and I, I, I could have done, you know, that's, that's privilege, but I, it was, I don't know. So what was the, the first, uh, first actual gig was it the disney show was it uh, sweet yeah sweet it Night? was it was it was a, it was a disney channel sitcom called the sweet life on deck and i was in six or seven episodes i think and it, yeah did it feel like again per our earlier discussion it wasn't that alien because you'd already been on sets quite often in no, your life i didn't it? know how to do any i was i couldn't believe how i didn't he, I, 
literally did not understand anything. Technically, the the technicality of shooting a, a, a sitcom is so weird and and different. Is that like a studio audience kind of thing? Is yeah, whole... it's basically like a live play, yeah. a live evolving play with like vaudevillian bits, <laughs> right. but broad, like broad, sticky, yeah. like. And I was so out of my element, but it was a, definitely a good crash course in that. Should I ever venture back into that world? <laughs> <laughs> never know. You never know. Um, and wh- what, wh- where was your, I mean, did you have, what was your attitude at that time? Was it sort of like, just like pour anything into me? I just want to try everything. Or did you have sort of like ambitions even then in terms of the kinds of stuff that you wanted to do? I just wanted to do different stuff. I just wanted to yeah. keep doing different stuff, which I think is still my Ambition, yeah. I think. What about you? Oh my God. I, again, I peaked. You're seeing me on the downward spiral. spiral. I'm fixed. <laughs> the good news is I'm fixed. <laughs> the bad news is I've got five years of life maybe left in me. Well, you're seeing a decaying man in front of you. Right. <laughs> keeping, that's my way of deflecting and saying it's about you. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> It's almost like this isn't your first time. What? I thought what? this was a conversation. Nope, nope. Yeah, it is to a degree. Aww. Until I say so. Okay, good. Um, okay, okay. What was the What was the first big audition that you remember? What was the first big like one that 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 you felt you put a lot of stock into and felt like a big moment? I think no. Well, the first big the the. The first big one or the one that was the scariest? The one that's the scariest. We've got time for both. It's okay. The one that was the scariest was I auditioned for Spielberg and that was (gasps) the scariest. With him in the room? Experience of my life. Yes. But um, I'm here to say the rumors are true. He's the greatest person on earth. Seems like a sweetie. He was. I've never met anyone who I'm more afraid to be around that has made me feel more comfortable within a. Point four second yeah. time period. He's just a, was so nice. But that was. Yeah, and he a, held the camera. What? He shot it. He You've shot. You've been shot personally no, by Steven Spielberg. He shot the audition. I, 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 I was, <laughs> I was, I guess the word is flabbergasted. Yeah, I was that's completely taken aback. And he he shot it four different angles so he could cut the scene together. It was hilarious. Can and, you say what it was for? Can you give me any detail? I don't. No, if I I don't oh, know I don't it's know the past whatever <laughs> Zoe just the us. truth is mm-hmm. the truth is it was Back to the Future I am Leah Thompson I am wow. I am I am that's, Leah that's amazing yeah. um, finally what everyone wants to hear so, so wait, no 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 you're your own person to say the least no no don't be silly wait so which one was that was that the most intimidating or the, the what were the two categories that that was the I don't remember. <laughs> Blacked out. There was another story. The name, his name made me scared That's all over enough. again. It's like Beetlejuice. Say yeah. it three times. I can't even feel sure. <laughs> I can't even say it. Um, okay. Another. Okay. The, you wanted, which one did you want? The first? Whatever, whatever the other one that you were going to say was. But we can move on. If you, if, I'm genuinely mind. trying to think of, I have, I think I have an, um, a survival mechanism in place where I forget everything probably for the best yeah otherwise i'd just run around with like a machete in my hand trying to kill everyone well as you know i mean even though successful actors you're probably getting what 10 percent of the gigs that you go up for at least in the early on in your career if you're lucky yeah i know you're probably so yeah yeah it's so true so what was the how about this what was like the first one that you booked that was like okay this is this is a moment are we talking about beautiful creatures you know it was beautiful creatures because so in beautiful creatures um 
which stars Alden Ehrenreich, your <laughs> your new Han Solo, um, and that was an, a, a really interesting experience for me because I had an opportunity. It was a it was a I guess on paper or whatever. It was a smaller part, but it was a real character. It was like this sort of like southern. Bell bitch, just mm-hmm. totally um, manipulative, um, evangelical. Uh, it was like a, I had a real opportunity to play a, uh, um, yeah, it was it was fun and it was challenging and it was a cool uh, growing experience. I just had uh, I, I don't think you guys shared any scenes. I think her part was super tiny, but Rachel Brosnahan, I didn't realize was in. No, the yes, as well. yes, absolutely. Now, Rachel and I, I met her. Yeah, now she is. The, I, I love her show. You would. I would, right? You we should. would. No, I mean, I'm like, if you didn't, then there's something wrong with that show. Well, I was saying to my parents, I'm like, I need to get you Amazon Prime for no other reason than you will love Miss Marvelous. I know. I'm trying to get my my uh, my Long Island grandmother to watch it. <laughs> She's like, why am I going to like it? I'm like, just, just trust me this one just time. Just click play, Pam. <laughs> click play. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's a moment. And is is the next? Do we jump right to Vampire Academy as like the next like kind of huge? And you know who is in Vampire Academy? You know, a couple people. Which one are we talking about? Um, what are we seeing on the board? Who are we see? Uh, Claire Foy. Claire Foy was in Vampire Academy. Yes, the critically acclaimed masterpiece Vampire Academy. A, a lot of good came out of that. <laughs> hey, there you go. I love. I just, I just uh, did a podcast with her and. We are deeply in love right now, Claire Foy and I. Oh, she is yeah. amazing. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, I she's she is amazing. So okay, so we, that was uh, the film, of course, that we probably started to talk significantly on because that was a big one for the MTV audience. It was a big one for you, and it was the first time we met. And I think I really came in like a wrecking ball. I think I was really high energy. It was, <laughs> it was my. I was just ready to. What is this lady's deal. I was really no. Well, I, from my perspective, it did not feel that way. Didn't we do an interview with a bunch of broken chairs behind? us it's very possible maybe you broke them afterwards you were so excited i don't remember that part <laughs> right. um okay so vampire academy um uh you know a property that had a lot of an- anticipation going into it at this point um like what do you think of when you think of that experience because there's the experience of making it and then there's the reception and you obviously hoped that probably that it was going to be received a little bit better but give me a sense like what the postmortem at this point in your life is on vampire academy yeah i think uh, well, I would like to start by saying I'm not one of those people um, that has reached enlightenment and is like, I Again, work in progress. Don't regret anything. <laughs> like, I ain't that gal. <laughs> like, you're not talking to that kind of person. Like, but I, that being said, I actually don't regret doing that movie. I think it when I am auditioning and when I am talking about hope in hopefully doing. Um, uh, some sort of action movie or, or something that um, that requires a lot of physicality. I have confidence that uh, in my ability because there was a lot of training that went behind right. Vampire Academy, um, and so that in and of itself is a really cool foundation. So that that uh, that was that was great. Well, and being the lead in a film and knowing that like you can do that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I guess, but yeah, the training <laughs> was very cool. Yeah. So the um, did you did you evade any kind of did you ever have to meet Harvey Weinstein in any horrible capacity? He was he was the producer in that, wasn't it? A Weinstein film. Yeah. Did you get to evade unpleasant Harveyness in any form? Um, 
I was born in L.A., and everybody, this is my experience, okay? I was born in L.A., uh, and everybody has their own experience and says that they did or they didn't know or they had never heard anything. Growing up in L.A., there was no, you know, and I was very aware of um, the... Uh, the complete, uh, uh, I was aware that it was necessary to like hold my ground and be like, I'm not fucking taking jack shit. You know, that was the type of attitude I had just because I, 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 I was, I was prepped and ready to fight back. And I had, I, and I guess that attitude and that mentality left me. I don't know. I was fine. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't experience any dark. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm really having a hard time talking about it, honestly, because I'm afraid of, uh, I'm afraid of saying something wrong, but the truth is I, 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 yeah, I don't know. No, that's okay. But I'm curious, like in, in the, you know, it, the conversation, the times up movement, the whole, this whole insanity that has come out of that started really with, the very unpleasant uh, character that is Harvey Weinstein um, has dominated like many conversations in my world. I would imagine okay. like in your world, is this something that just still that it comes up a lot with like your actor friends, with people of your generation of young women um, in terms of just sort of where the industry is going? Is that is that just like, you know, bar talk? Is that is that is that stuff that you talk about with your friends? I think well, I think what I I am talking about right now with my friends is the idea that of trying to move things forward, trying to move the needle in, in a positive way. And one thing I've started to think really strongly about is that all of us, me, you, that poster, everyone has witnessed, um, I think, at some point in their life, somebody else abusing their power. Um, with someone else and, and not doing anything about it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm specifically talking about abuse of power and, and I think all of us can look to ourselves and try to rack our brains for when that moment has happened in our life. When have we seen that happen and how can we respectfully apologize? Because I will say in a situation I had, I had no idea, um, how much a proper apology could heal, even if it wasn't from the person that caused me pain. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I recognized that and I, I saw the, the depth and the, um, and the importance of it. And I'm, I'm trying to encourage myself and others, friends, peers, strangers, um, really try to think when you've seen someone do something wrong and you haven't done anything big or small, really, because that's how we can change the conversation and how we can hold ourselves accountable instead of, you know, yeah. How much do you lean on, you know, I know you're uh, buddies with uh, another buddy of mine, Chloe Grace Moretz. Like, how much do you lean on fellow actors of your generation in terms of where you're at in your career, making choices, even if we're talking about very serious, important stuff like this, or even just like slightly more trivial things. I'm just like, oh, should I do a role or not? Or, or, or where, how can I steer my career? Is that something that you find has to come from just your own gut? Or is that something that can can be helped by talking to others with even more experience than you perhaps. Yeah. I'm definitely somebody that seeks out advice. I am super codependent and I don't have the confidence 
Um, or maybe I'm afraid of taking full responsibility. Maybe I don't want it. If it doesn't work out, I don't want to be able to be like, it was my fault. I want to be able to fair, yeah. only hold a little, little, uh, <laughs> bit of ownership on it was my your, choice. Chloe, you told me to take that job. <laughs> yeah. So I lean, I mean, I ask, I have a, a bevy, a, a, like a bunch of awesome people that I, I, um, I forced to read material and, you know, like I can't even get like my nails done without asking my sister if this is the right color or not. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just that type of guy. <laughs> um, that type of gal took a, a great role in a film we should talk about, Flower, mm. which is opening uh, very soon as we tape this uh, from Max Winkler, yeah. uh, directed by Max. Um, this is a great piece of work and a great role for you, I would say, and a very cool ensemble. You look at the, I mean, the, the uh, the more senior, if we want to call them that, actors that like I mean I love and adore Catherine Hahn and Adam Scott. Oh my God! And Tim um, Heidecker. Yes, Tim Heidecker. Who? Yeah, kind of a fun different. Every time you see him and see him in a different kind of a role, yeah, you're like, oh, that's Tim. Interesting. Anyway, um, what's what's the appeal of this kind of a, a character who is uh, clearly damaged and clearly dealing with stuff in an interesting way? Give me a sense of just sort of like the the reason to do flower is sure. So flower coming out on March 16th <laughs> is a movie about a teen vigilante who, um, uh, decides that her and her friends are going to take down an alleged, um, child molester. Uh, and it is, um, it's a dark comedy. It's, um, I guess to be completely honest, it's the kind of part that I usually am on the sidelines watching men get to play. Um, and I was just so shocked and thrilled when I read it that a girl was going to have the opportunity to do that. If it, even if it wasn't me, I was just stoked. Yeah. I think when men play these types of parts, they're morally ambiguous. And when women play them, they're not likable. Uh, I think it is the type of part that I got a lot of um, comments like, what are her redeeming qualities? And <laughs> You know, a lot of that stuff, which is totally fine. I was, I am so open to the conversation and talking about it all, but I was just, I think it's, it, it's the most creatively fulfilling, um, movie I've had the opportunity, um, to be in and we shot it in 16 days. I was going to say, I read that somewhere and that, that always boggles my mind when some, uh, some, uh, a great piece of work comes out of like that short, a shooting schedule. It must've just been like a whirlwind in the best possible way. Like there's not much downtime it's just you're in it yeah and you put like the two most neurotic annoying loud jews together me and max <laughs> winkler and like you and and for some reason we just thrived in high stake crazy no money no time environment yes yeah. plural it was just i mean and he is he is an awesome dude and an awesome director and Catherine hahn she should win all of the awards and get all of the things that she ever could ever want in her life. Yeah. She is a, a god Yes. Yeah. She was one of the first uh, guests on the podcast. And oh, I think, was she? And, and, yeah. Anybody, I think anybody that, as you say, anybody that is in her proximity, it's like, not only is she just an exceptional talent, she yeah. just like exudes like mother earth warmth and sweetness and not to mention is one of the funniest people on the planet. Yeah. She's just, she's like, just, she's just, she's just awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, she's just awesome. She really is, yeah. and 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 she was actually the first person that was cast in Flower. So nice. that was also just like, what the fuck? I gotta be in this thing. So. How rare? I mean, is it to get? Yeah, you kind of alluded to this. Like this kind of a role usually goes to dudes. Um, do you find that you have to like really like put in the time and sift through 
a ton of shitty scripts to get to something like this? Like, how rare is that? Yeah, she's nodding a lot, guys. <laughs> and I also think it's funny when when I like with this movie, I I, I got a, few, a couple of people have been like, was it really hard to play the part? And I'm like, hmm, okay, well. It was a lot of work, and I, it was a lot of prep, but it's actually quite easy to play a well-written part. There's a part to play when a lot of, for young women, if there's not much there. No, one-dimensional like, female characters in male-driven comedies, those are hard to play because it's you, you, you're constantly at the mercy of uh, the not-well-written word, and you are forced to tr- uh, try your fucking best to solve problems that you know they don't want solved. Yeah. So it's... You know, it's this. Um, it's just a gift when you're you get to play an a, a good part, and unfortunately, it's you know, it's like it's fine. It's just it, it's far and in between. That's okay. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I, I yeah. What, what, uh, do you know what you're shooting next? What's the next? I don't know exactly. I think okay. it's a movie I'm producing. My oh. second movie I'm producing. Amazing. So that's cool. I'm doing a little dance. I don't know where you can see. I'm doing I think. a little bit of dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Um, and in the can, well, we, speaking of producing, you did produce uh, on your mom's directing efforts. My and- mother directed a movie that my sister wrote, starred in, and scored, and I produced it with my dad. So that was really cool, and that's coming out in June. Amazing. Year yeah. of Spectacular Men, the right? The Year of Spectacular Men. Yeah. Um, and what else is in the can? You did something with Johnny Depp, which sounds interesting. Yeah, uh, Richard Says Goodbye, and then I have uh, a movie called Set It Up, and that'll be on Netflix. A romantic comedy with Glenn Powell. Why oh, did everybody want some? Right. We didn't even talk about Richard Linklater. Okay. Glenn, let's talk about Glenn Powell first. I love Why is to Glenn just... Powell not the biggest star on the planet? No, because we gotta we can't build him up. We gotta make fun of him. <laughs> we gotta make fun of him. That guy. That guy's gonna I mean he's already those in the know. No, he Glenn is just, got he, it. He's just the sociopathically charming boy that I love dearly. I love him dearly. The first day we met on Everybody Wants Some, we looked at each other and we were like, we gotta find of romantic comedy to do together. Nice. A smart, you well-written and romantic you shot comedy. this one? Or you... Yeah, we shot it. It's done. It's, Amazing. I'm super excited about it. Oh, it's good. like exactly what we wanted. And so, yeah, I'm really excited. Excellent. I can't wait. And then you're, and you've got the uh, Howard the Duck reboot. Yes. Yeah. Shot for shot remake. Like the Gus Van Sant Psycho thing. Same yes. Because don't tamper with the classic. <laughs> <laughs> Just do the same thing. Did you know that Howard the Duck was the first Marvel movie? I think I did know that. Did you know that? I've evaded in all our conversations. I don't know if I've ever confessed. I mean, you can tell from the poster, I'm obsessed with Howard the Duck. I'm one of those crazy people. You know what? I haven't really seen the full thing because... Well, there's a lot of traumatic stuff in there for you. When I was scrolling through the channels and I saw my mom and a duck and things got lost in trends. It's It's confusing for a young boy. I can only imagine for the daughter of the woman involved. Yeah, it was a little tricky. (laughs) A little tricky. (laughs) We don't have that kind of time, sadly, today. No. I'm sure you'll FaceTime or or phone your therapist and you'll get to the bottom of it. Never FaceTime. Just phone. (laughs) Just phone. Well, here was a free therapy session for you, face to face. I know, I know. Um, it's always good to catch up with you. You're the best. Every- you are really are fixed. You are just you're <laughs> el numero uno. I don't know about that. Um, everybody, go check out Flower. Support uh, independent filmmaking and passion projects. And Max Winkler, my buddy Zoe Deutsch. Uh, it's good to see you. Really good to see you. Thank you. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. (laughs) 